0: yo This was good. Yes. Uh,
1: one of the best 2v2s that we've had.
0: Yeah, one of the best 2v2s. These guys, you know, they got plenty of experience yeah. in the creator world. And yeah, we had a blast. Yeah, what but did we talk about?
1: How much is the gut feeling packed in your strategy? I love that section, because uh, I tend to go to with my gut feeling a ton. What about you?
0: Yeah, I love the, uh, the outreach stories that they share with us mm. about how they got in the HubSpot podcast network. I know. And how they leverage cold email cold outreach just in general throughout their life just to find opportunities yeah and I think that is yeah that's extremely important for any creator any business owner
1: 100% I loved we talked about the true role of data kind of following up on that uh, on that gut feeling and how they're actually investing $30,000 in an ad without ever running an ads before so I love like their thought process on how to tackle
0: that yeah the guys were awesome it was a lot of fun so make sure you listen all the way to the end and If you enjoyed the conversation, make sure you guys go and connect with James and Mario and you listen to their podcast, Parents Making Profits on the HubSpot Podcast Network. I guess. Enjoy. Enjoy. Podcast.
2: You were like, let's do a podcast. And we we're like, well, how's it gonna make money? Cause I'm like, if it ain't making money, I'm like, look, we're way too grown and way too sexy to be out here playing
3: around.
2: <laughs> like, if it ain't making money, it ain't making sense.
3: If we know that we need to be worked on ourselves, why don't we hold our products and our ideas to the same accountability? We we almost feel like we can't release something unless it's perfect, but yet we know we're not perfect and yeah. we can work on yeah. ourselves. We've got some
0: Hey, I'm Luis and this is Luis. Welcome to heard. the content. <laughs> is- (laughs) profit podcast in here you're going to get the insights accountability and drive to create consistently and increase your revenue
1: you'll hear from top entrepreneurs creators and anything and everything you need to know about content
0: all this while having a good time the goal of this podcast is simple to entertain educate and turn your content into profit let's go dude that was good I don't know why it is so difficult for me to pronounce that word.
1: Entertain!
0: Entertain,
1: yeah. Well, it's it's a tough one. It's okay. I'm going to have to practice. We're going to brand it that way, and then that way...
0: That's the right way to say it. Practice (laughs) makes (laughs) improvements. Fonzie, what are we talking about today? Today, guys, we're talking... It's going to be a, I feel like it's, it could be a potentially wide conversation here, but we're going to try to nail it down into succeeding with media, parentpreneurs, and the HubSpot Creators Program. Oh, that sounds good. Hashtag juicy, juicy.
1: Guys, if you're enjoying these episodes, don't forget to follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform. We are everywhere. And if you find a place where we're not in, just send me a DM and we'll publish there as well. Also, follow us on social media at BizBrosco. Bros Co.
0: That is right, guys. And if today's guests help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and and leave an honest review. Thank you. Let's
1: go. It's Monday. And today we have our first ever guest from the Hotspot Creators Program family. And yes, you heard that right. Guests.
0: Plural. Two of them. 2v2 time. Oh, yeah. Today's guests are part of the Hotspot Podcast Network with their show, Parents Making Profits, in which they had the shark himself, Damon John, as their first guest. That was pretty Ooh, impressive.
1: Impressive indeed. They are also founders, public speakers, Emmy Award winners, and of course, parentpreneurs themselves. Fonzie, I think you need to get yourself
0: a kiss so you don't feel left out. <laughs> I'm pretty good. Thank you, guys. Please welcome co-host of the Parents Making Profits podcast, James, James and
3: Mario. Mario. <laughs> yeah.
0: What up, what up. Let's That's go. <laughs>
3: How are you guys doing today? Great, man. Fantastic.
0: Oh, man. But, but I mean, I think we can, This again, like I mentioned in the intro, this conversation can go <laughs> anywhere. We can potentially talk for hours. We already shared with you guys if you guys wanted to do the 24 hour marathon. But you know, you guys are busy, guys. <laughs> so for those that don't know who you guys are, why don't we start with individually, one by one, kind of like Spark Notes. Who are you? And then how do you guys connect it?
2: Great, Mario. Spark notes. <laughs> <All right. laughs>
3: like, is there any spark notes? So, so my name is Mario Armstrong. Uh, I'm a content creator, entrepreneur, um, husband and dad uh, to my son, Christopher, our son, Christopher. And um, we have our own independent production company called Never Settle Productions. And we have a separate company called Mario Armstrong Media. We have four employees and two additional contractual uh, people in our company, and we do content that's basically around entrepreneurs and creators. My whole ethos is called Never Settle. The theme, the branding is Never Settle Productions, Never Settle Show, and we really help entrepreneurs figure out their way to build their business, grow their personal brand. Um, access to brand sponsorship dollars and revenue so that they can build their companies. But it's all about focusing on entrepreneurs and content creators to helping them grow. And we've won, won a couple of Emmys for the work that we've done independently Amazing. as well. Amazing.
0: Perfect spark notes. We're going to give you an A plus right there. <laughs> cool.
3: <laughs>
2: Jay, how, how am I supposed to follow that? <laughs>
3: Never go second.
2: Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> lesson learned. Good lesson. So I'm James Oliver Jr. Uh, I'm co-founder of the world's cutest twins, Zoe and Thaddeus. That is, uh, by the way, Mari, I need to add that to our intro and you pass yeah. it over to me. Co-founder <laughs> of the world's cutest twins, Zoe and Thaddeus. I, um, I'm also a tech entrepreneur. Um, i founder and CEO of the Parentpreneur Foundation, where we empower black parentpreneurs so they can leave a legacy for their beautiful black children, and in the process of launching a new tech startup. Uh, it's called Kabila, which is a co-founder matching application. Think Bumble for tech co-founders. Let's and go. we have a great, a great community that we're building to help tech founders be better founders and better humans. Uh, also a published author. The book, The More You Hustle, The Luckier You Get, You Can Be a Successful Parentpreneur. And I'm actually about to start writing a new book. So nice,
1: so awesome! Looks like you guys are playing a vision, man. Like this is amazing. I I love it. <laughs> oh,
2: all I'm hearing is we
0: need to step <laughs> it up. I know it's like yeah. what's <laughs> happening? <dude?" laughs> We're lazy, Fonzie. We're lazy.
1: Uh, no, but I'm I'm super honored, obviously, to 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 have you guys here. We connected, obviously, with the program. So I want to invite everybody if they want to find out more about you, go to your show. right? uh, is amazing. Just like searching in any parents making profits. Parents making profits. This
0: this guy. am I'm I'm, guy.
1: I'm the one <laughs> f- fact checking. Fact checking. <laughs> I couldn't find it on my cheat sheet. Anyways, <laughs> but go find them in your favorite platform because um, I was hooked from episode one. Uh, there's there's a couple there, like the 11 minute call. That was amazing. And uh, how to find the sponsor. That's amazing too. So go find them, learn a little bit more about it. But I think Fonzie has very specific questions for today's episode. Well, I'm, I'm, oh,
0: nice. First of all, <laughs> like how did you guys meet? Because I, I, you know, one of the first things I noticed, especially when we did that that call that we met each other is like. You guys seem to be very different in a way, right? James, right, like more on the tech side. I feel like you are a little bit more on the operations, like founding this, these companies. And then Mario, either although you do founded your own company as well, you, you've, you look more like a, the spokesperson, right? I mean, you, I've seen your videos. You're on stage, right? High he's, energy. On a today,
2: he's a Today Show contributor. He's <laughs> on the Today Show. Yeah,
0: I mean, look at that, right? Being on the Today Show. So I'm curious, how did you two meet, right? I mean, they say kind of like opposites attract. So maybe there was some (laughs) sort of of truth to that in the
2: business world. I can tell that story. So this was back in 2013. I was living in Wisconsin um, from New York originally. And uh, I just completed a tech startup accelerator called Generator, went through their winter Madison cohort. And my startup was called We Montage, and it was the world's only website that lets you turn your digital images into removable photo wallpaper. Mm. And somebody emailed me and said, hey, NPR is doing this uh, day in the life of a black tech entrepreneur. Cause you know, we were like unicorns back then, it just weren't a lot of us then. It's still by comparison, not yeah. a lot of us now. So I saw the message, I, I pinged them right away to tell them my story to see if they would include me in the program. And then I saw Mario was curating the tweets and I didn't know Mario at the time, and I was like, oh. well, "Dang, let me um, let me reach out to Mario because he was all over Twitter. Like, like Instagram is <laughs> his jam now, but Twitter back then was his jam. And I'm like, let me see if I could tweet at Mario, and maybe like, maybe he might notice me. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe he might like what I'm doing at Wee Montage, and then you know, maybe he might put Wee Montage on his day Show. And I reached <laughs> out to him. He got back. He loved it. He did. We montage in the Today Show a couple times. He wrote the wow. forward to my book. Like he's a great friend. He's a remarkable human. I am thankful that God connected us, and I'm, I'm happy to be working on this podcast with him. You know, I like to say that he is a, Mario is a super nice guy. you probably maybe heard me saying this on the podcast. He is a really nice guy, and I'm just nice enough. So he is <laughs> he is the desired taste, right? <laughs> And I am the acquired taste. So that's us. Good cop, bad cop. I love it. That now, uh, Mario, was it right? Was it
1: was a true story?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, everything he said was false, except. <laughs> no, everything was right. Everything was spot on. I mean, that's exactly awesome. how it worked. Um, and, you know, it's one of those things where you <clears throat> kindred spirits find each other. And mm. um, it was because of the cold outreach, which mm-hmm. James is really, really good at. Um, that's something that a lot of people can learn from is like how he reaches out to people coldly. Um, and we just clicked Mm -hmm. and it was because we both had similar dreams and ambitions. We both, um, shared a similar experience. And when you have those nuances that you kind of can blend with each other, you're finding your tribe. You're finding your people as humans, you know, we like to congregate or connect to people that, are at least similar to us in some way. Absolutely. Doesn't mean that we should only be seeking out people that we're similar to, but yeah. it just means that naturally we like to connect with people. We're, we're a social species in that sense. Yeah. And he reached out and I love what he was doing and it was killer. I mean, The fact that he had this um, product that was actually out, that was, re- I mean, I have it in my living room on the living room wall, it's a removable wallpaper that is basically made up of the collages of images that you selected. So you select all That's your so images cool. that you want, That's awesome. you pick, pick the size that you want for your space, and you put this wallpaper up. And I tell you right now, every time someone comes into my house, First thing they look at on the river wall is like, they just look at all these, they're like, damn. Yeah. And I have no nails, no frames, no, none of that nonsense going on. And Too it was just clean. a beautiful, clean, pristine yeah. product that just yeah. was gorgeous. So- That's yeah. so
2: cool. Yeah the, yeah, the product was brilliant, but, you know, it just never caught on. Like, we raised just enough money to fail, which is a whole other <laughs> conversation if you ever want to talk about that. But, you know, Mario, I, I agree with what you're saying, man. Like, we're similar, but we're still very different, which is why I think, I think the podcast, doing the podcast with you is, is great because we don't always agree. No we don't In fact you know, I'm just curious as to how we're still friends
3: <laughs> yeah, I don't get it Like I found out just the other day This guy doesn't like hip hop And I'm like why am I doing a podcast with him? <laughs> yeah. Like what just, What are we talking You don't like hip hop like, Absolutely uninspiring uh, <laughs> Dude, I, I I, and, I, and I'm a former DJ I can't oh. even understand
0: <laughs> Oh you're, you're offended <laughs> Offended for sure <laughs>
3: Uh, I, I, find I don't even want to ask him does he watch the NBA playoffs like that's I what know. I'm into right now and he probably doesn't I watch don't. the NBA yeah, I,
2: I stopped watching NBA basketball a long time ago I was into college because you know I went to oh, grad school no, at UNC grass. right oh, so I was big college basketball <laughs> but yeah I stopped watching NBA basketball the hoops like what, early 2000 we're
0: gonna recruit you for the the soccer side of things man. you know maybe maybe we get a chance in there uh, I, don't,
2: <laughs> yeah. I don't like that either so, yeah. <laughs> Gee, I, I
0: don't know what... hey, he came, he came here today to make enemies he's like i'm waking up and choosing violence my friends no friends <laughs>
3: <Yeah>. <laughs> Not... and this is why the podcast works because when you have two differing opinions and coming from two different perspectives yeah. if you can find that middle ground so that you don't um you know <laughs> beat each other up if you can find that middle ground it ends up really i think creating a nice conversation because there is that automatic like tension where we don't see everything eye to eye i mean when we're even talking about guests we're like i don't know like and then i got to try to convince him he's got to try to convince me Mm -hmm. it's like it's never same church same pew situation going
2: on the creative tension is brilliant though i mean i I told him i feel like when we have that creating tension we always end up with a much better product
1: uh, mm. uh absolutely. Actually, uh that was one of the m- most robust pieces of feedback that we've received on the show. Cause you know, uh we mentioned it, we had the producer review the show and they're like, You guys have to like create more tension in here. And we're like, Well, we like everything. Like, <laughs> it's so hard, like we actually agree with everything. And uh and uh but we've been putting a little bit more of attention into that in the la- the latest episodes, that's that's really good. I'm I'm very curious, right? A lot of people ask us like, how do us as brothers like work together or publish this together or do this yeah. thing, right? um what what like what was the conversation for you guys to start a podcast right a lot of the people that listen to the show start are starting their own platforms whether that's solo or they're trying to find like a co-host and they're working through the structure of that the logistics of that right like who's the right person and you know you guys just share a ton of amazing value in like how that relationship started but like why the podcast like is there a mission behind it like is this like a passion project like what is it what's the intent behind the show and and what do you recommend people like in that state (laughs)
2: Before you answer that, Mario No, I want you to go first No, no. After we answer that question, I got a better question For you to ask Mario Mario's in business, you you guys are brothers on the podcast Mario's in business with his wife
3: (laughs) Oh boy, yeah yeah, yeah. (laughs) Ask him about that (laughs) He's like, please don't Please don't
0: ask me about
1: that (laughs) Yeah, he's like, no, stay
2: away Yeah, stay away from that one Uh, (laughs) No, that's remarkable They operated a high level together Incredible it's remarkable. So, um, but what was the question again? Like, how do we end up working together in the podcast? Is that the question? Yeah. Well, like, do we have
3: a platform? Do we have an agenda? Like, do we have a plan? Like, what, why do this and how did it kind of come about? I think, mm-hmm. I think part of what we're looking for here is like, how can we help other people that may be in that same situation, Absolutely. thinking about launching a podcast and, and coming together? I would say, really quickly, the first thing is being true to you. Like, mm-hmm. don't try to create something that doesn't feel good and natural to you doesn't mean it can't be something you can work towards Mm -hmm. but it has to be something you can be consistent with because the biggest thing about podcasting and it really content creation overall uh, you can't get to content as profit or (laughs) if you're not doing it consistently so that means you better be really into it or you better have some kind of topic or content that you can do for long-term or with someone Mm -hmm. that makes you constantly curious. And so I would say number one is really just doing more self-assessment on yourself, doing that self-assessment to figure out what's, what's not, what's out there that you're not hearing that you would love to do, or what's out there that you're listening to that you think you can bring a different perspective to. And so I think that's Mm kind of where we started. We were both Look, I've been in content creation. James hasn't really been in that space, um, to a lesser degree. He's done it with his membership communities and things of that nature, but to a broad degree, he hasn't yeah, really done yeah. like that type of focus. He's been in different.
1: Oh, oh. I think that's I think your was... that's your cue, uh, James, right? <laughs> yeah, <I was> <laughs> James. James, my re- mic
2: disconnected. James <laughs> remotely disconnected the my... <laughs> mic. <know>, no, <laughs> I was like let me I talk. talk. <laughs> I think I think your podcast was doing it. I don't know what's going on. Like your mine just went out. Now his is going out. Like what's going on? Yeah, so I don't know. If, I'll, I'll I'll pick it up. So, but I think Mario, we can't hear you, Mario. Like he'll pop in in a second here. But let, let me let me pick it up. Um, but you know, you could see by virtue of the way he was answering that question, like why you know I'm so thankful to have him as a host mm-hmm. on the podcast because you know Mario is like he's always on me. He's like, yo, we got to make sure we get right to the point, right out the blocks. We got to be delivering value right away, right away, right away. So it's always about you know putting the the listeners at the front, because look, we're all busy. Like I got ADHD really bad. I'm not going to sit there and listen to a bunch of nonsense. Like what is in it for me? So right at the top, like we get right into it and delivering value and key takeaways for people. That's super, super important uh, for for us. And, you know, I will say like, you know, one of the reasons we also connect is because, you know, we're different, but we're also very authentic. Mm -hmm. And when you show up as yourself, Right. If you have a, a really important value proposition, like what is your why? You know, at the top, Mario talked about his why. A common thread through everything that I do is helping parents who are entrepreneurs. So that's really important to me. And like he said, is highly differentiated. There's nothing else out. Mostly nothing else out there like that. Yeah. And yeah. the two of us coming together with these different, unique perspectives, I think makes for a really great, um, a great show.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So, so I think like in summary, know who you are two, make sure that it's something that you can do consistently. Three, does it connect to a stronger theme within uh, your business and your marketing and your personal brand? So, Parentpreneur Foundation is what James founded. It's spot on brand for him.
1: Absolutely, parents
3: making profits isn't necessarily spot on brand for me, but it is in that I'm talking to entrepreneurs that I want to never settle. <laughs> and yeah. you're a parent so, yourself. And I'm, yeah, I mean, it's a it's a fit from that perspective. But that's not. I don't actively seek out parents. Yeah, you were right. you're actively seeking out parents. I'm yeah. actively seeking out creators and yeah. entrepreneurs.
2: Many of whom are parents, by the way.
0: And, and you, you got know, you got a prime my, example my, right here. This this hey, dude right here. Yeah <laughs>
2: 2 kiddos. welcome baby <laughs> How, uh, no sleep gang baby it, oh man yeah, you yeah Fancy <laughs>
1: just brought me like more coffee like that's the second <laughs> one um, I'm curious like how long was it from ideation to actually first episode out right a lot of fri- uh, a lot of people find friction into that like a little bit of background for us like we published we tried to publish our first uh, our first show called Bruce and Bros uh, thank god that didn't happen because we were drinking beer in every episode <laughs> Yeah, uh, we will we'll be, be alcohol- a <laughs> alcoholic by now but there was like a lot of friction right in the production side and there was a few elements in there that didn't allow to publish right it took us a year to then and a very big event in our business where we're almost kaput we were almost game over uh to inspire us to actually push the fo- the the show forward right so how long for you guys since that idea we're like hey we should do this together right to execution how was that process for you guys
3: four weeks
0: awesome
1: awesome mm-hmm. i mean you, you i mean you, was yeah.
3: it it was like that james i mean here the thing is the thing is we were in other spaces where naturally the dialogue would work well so he would jump into my clubhouse rooms mm. and you know we could riff and we well, I, I jumped in those
2: clubhouse rooms bro because i felt sorry for you it's hard as hell to try to hold <laughs> i mean look no because look you're, first of all you're a master out are a pro but i know how hard it is to hold that space yeah. by yourself yeah. and i was just like let me just hop in and just give my hand sometimes you know cuz i just know it's hard you're like again you're a pro at it you're great at it but i know it's hard to do so i was just like let me hop in there and help my bro out man i
3: didn't even i didn't even realize you were trying to you were trying to actually be nice to me and help me <laughs> that's great man that's
2: what it was man i was just no, trying but to when, help out we'd be in
3: those spaces yeah. and you know whenever we would communicate on the phone or or talk you mm-hmm. know it, it was like we could easily riff so yeah. we knew we had this ability to kind of like riff on things um and then it was a couple of things started happening where I was constantly like, I even think I said to James a few times, like, dude, you know, we should be thinking about a podcast or you it should is. be thinking about a podcast. So you were like, and let's he do was a like, podcast. man, I don't have time for that. I ain't got time for no podcast.
2: You were like, let's do a podcast. And we're like, well, how's it going to make money? Cause I'm like, if it ain't making money, I'm like, look, we're way too growing, and way too sexy to be out here playing around. <laughs> it. If it ain't making money, it ain't making sense. You know what I mean? True.
3: And so, so we actually had a couple of other places that were interested in doing some stuff with us, and that kind of jump-started us getting serious about mm. wanting to put a podcast together. Some other networks had reached out, but their, their contracts were janky. Everything they were doing wasn't really, like, solid. And thankfully, you know, I've been from this business, and I kind of can see, like, red flags all yeah, over some yeah. stuff. And I was like, this isn't going to work out. We should, we should uh, uh, go a different way. And then we kind of just, like, let it rest. And then mm-hmm. the next thing I know, cold. I think James had sent a cold email to HubSpot or saw something and then the HubSpot thing kind of like turned on. He can give a little bit of background on that. But again, awesome. cold email that went out. And within weeks, we ended up within about two weeks. I think we had to give him a it demo. Was su-
2: it was super fast. <laughs> super no, fast. We it was super fast. Yeah, I saw some article somewhere, yeah. maybe LinkedIn about the, the HubSpot program from last year. Um, and I started, I was like, Mario, this is interesting. We should reach out. And I sent an email to somebody on the article. They didn't get back. And then I saw the CMO's name in the article. I was like, yo, like, why am I even emailing this person? Because we have this rule we talk about in the podcast. Like, we have a no minion rule. We, <laughs> <laughs> like, we only talk to the bosses, man, because the, the minions will waste your time. We go right to the top. We mm. don't waste time with people who can't make decisions. So we, um, I sent an email to the CMO, a cold email the chief marketing officer of HubSpot, right? He didn't get back at first, which is normal. Yeah. I sent the follow-up email. We talk about this in the episode. And when I sent the follow-up email, if you do that, like try to send an update. Don't just be like, hey, did you see my email or not? That's <laughs>
3: never good. <laughs>
2: <Right>? <laughs> Don't do that. Yeah. It's
3: got to be an update. It's got to be
2: something new that's yeah. in it for them. Yeah. Yes. So we sent a little follow-up note thingy. And he got back, and he copied the people who were over the program, who copied somebody else who was under them, mm. who copied someone under them, and then bam, and we had we we awesome. already had a pilot episode done because we look, we we're like, look, we're gonna do this, we're gonna need to have something in the can, yeah, because people are gonna wanna hear something. So we had one recorded, it wasn't edited, and then yep. when they got back to us on like a Friday, they were like, yeah, you know, we need something. Send us a clip. So we sent a clip. They're like, "This is great." It's Friday, like, and they're like, "Send us a whole episode, and we're gonna listen to it this weekend and make a decision by Monday." Right? Yeah. So <laughs> Mario, Mario's like, "Holy crap, Mario!" Take action. Mario <laughs> edited that <laughs> thing down, man. Really. some music on it. <laughs> Yo, it was Friday. We didn't even have a name of the podcast. It. He was like, "It's like, to the podcast." That was so good. Yo, but Sunday night at eleven o'clock, we got an email from them. We're like, "Yo, this is amazing." We love you guys. We want you in the program. So we literally yes. swooped in at the 11th hour because of a cold email to the CMO of HubSpot. So we got into this. Moment. Didn't even have a name.
3: Dude, I, I love
2: this.
0: Did you name. guys went to like randomnamegenerators.com <laughs> and then I like posted in there. I, mean, basically, <laughs> I,
3: basically, I literally basically. was like, Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Welcome to the podcast.
2: Dude,
0: that's <laughs> no awesome. Idea. This is a great story. First is the second time that you guys have brought up the the cold email. So James, in just a little bit, we're going to have to, you know, share some tips in here because, you know, like you mentioned, just outreach, cold email, just trying to get in contact with the right people can present you with so many opportunities, whether that is, you know, sales, partnerships, whatever it is, right? And I find it extremely exciting, I guess, your story, because the way we connected with the hospital was in a way a little bit similar right oh tell us we <laughs> actually send we, we love sending cold videos right just like random oh, that's videos.
2: mario's jam right there baby yeah, yeah we're yeah, like
0: okay. hey <laughs> or or or, or plays like hey i'm Luis, and this is my brother Luis, and they're like wait two brothers what? with wait, the same wait, name wait, wait, wait. yeah so that, that immediately causes an impression but then we actually had a pri- applied previously we didn't hear anything. And then we just kept, you know, we looked, okay, who's in charge of the program? No minions rule. We didn't have a name for it, hey, but now we're going yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. We to,
0: don't worry, we're going to attribute it every single time we use it. But, you know, we started, okay, who is in charge of this program, right? And we noticed that Steph was part of, you know, one of the the, the big bosses in there in the program, running the program. Mm-hmm. So. We started reaching out to her, We discovered who was the, one of the main producers. We send them a message as well. We pretty much hit everybody, but our strategy was, you know, and this is kind of like why we build content profit on the platform is to build stronger relationships. like less the value of your net worth is determined by the value of your network, right. And for us, it was like, dude, we want to have cool people to connect with them and then explore if there's any other opportunities. So we actually invited three of them, Two or podcasts the same week. The same week. So we had one on Monday, one on Wednesday, and one on Friday. And the last one that came in, he was like, Oh, guys, by the way, congrats on getting in the program. And we were like, like wait, 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 what? what? Yeah, and like what program? <laughs> and then what, he goes, what just what? happened? Yeah, <laughs> what are we
1: talking about now? Say, it's like don't, don't say anything. I don't think I was supposed to say anything. I yeah. was
0: like, well, <laughs> like, dude, it's all right now. we haven't even started the episode, and now we're like all hyped up, right?
2: Yeah, um, so good. And man. that night, but you guys w- shot your shot though, right?
0: Yeah, exactly. You see, yeah. that's the
2: thing, Mario and I talk about all the time. Like people, mm-hmm. everybody out there listening, you have got to shoot yes. your shot. And so there's two things I've noticed over the years. Some people won't shoot their shot because they're too scared. So it it needs a shift in mindset. And the other reason is because they simply don't know how. So Mario and I, actually, we talked about this in one of our episodes, Mario, about how to get in the right frame of mind. Here's some things that you can do, some tips, some tactics to do to shoot your shot. But you got to shoot your shot. And so kudos to you guys for doing that. That's amazing. And to you too. I mean, uh, (laughs) you know, is is that gut feeling,
1: right? Like how how much is this? How much gut feeling is what you guys have implemented in your professional lives, whether that's on startups, whether that's on the podcast, right? Like, do you do you feel there's an element of that? Because personally, I don't know Fonzie, but for me, there's a lot that goes into the gut feeling. It's like that little voice that tells you, hey, you guys got to do this. When we launched Contents Profit, it was in the middle of the pandemic. We lost 80% of our sales. We're like, I think this is the thing that we got to do, right? And, and there was no clear path and we just did, right? So how much of that, right? Uh, have you guys utilized to to move your project forward? Not just the show, but everything, right? Like with with your production and the
3: content, or with your startups. I'm going through it right now. We got twenty thousand dollars that we're doing on an ad spend for our other business, which is selling a course teaching content creators and entrepreneurs how to get brand sponsorship money. And we've allocated twenty to twenty five thousand on marketing. We spent three thousand so far in a budget. We've gotten about three hundred. Uh, and some leads from that. And from those leads, I'm looking at them and I'm not happy with what I'm seeing in terms of Mm. the quality of the leads that we're getting. So right now we're going off of, okay, we got some facts. We have some data that's coming to us. But a lot of what I'm looking at in the DMs, I'm looking at who's following these ads. I'm replying to people on the ads, in the comments. I'm not just like throwing an ad out there and not not being visible. I'm actually in it talking Mm. to people. And I'm starting to look at their profiles and really dig deeper than what an ad can tell me. And I'm realizing like, yeah, a lot of these people are not like the exact people. So Mm. then what do I do? I got to operate off the gut. I'm operating off of instinct. Well, what are we going to do next, Mario? I don't know. But if we ain't going to continue to spend this money. <laughs> this, then I know that much. We're going to stop that bleeding and try to figure out how we're going to readjust. So yeah. I would say for me, it's about 80% instinct and gut and about 20% reliance on data. Data mm. to me really just kind of makes you understand more about what you probably already know in your gut. Mm. And so, so you, you have the data that matches the gut, then you're really in your sweet spot. Like if you're feeling a certain way and the data is telling you that's pro, that's the that's way to good. go, then you know you're like really golden. But waiting on the data to tell you what your gut should be thinking—that I don't I don't I don't like, and I don't think people respect enough of their intuition and their internal wisdom to give them a little bit of guidance. Everyone's Absolutely. looking for answers from something. Else, and most of the time, the answer is within ourselves. Oh,
2: as Zen right there. So, Mario, <laughs> so, so what happens? Because I'm assuming this happens every once in a while when the data is contrary to your gut. Then, what do you do
3: when the data is contrary to, to your gut? Then yeah. you're you're then you have to have a serious question about where that gut is coming from. Mm. And I think this is a really good point you bring up because is your well, gut? That's what being I do. Driven? I bring
2: up good points, baby. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: is your Maybe gut that. being driven by ego mm-hmm. see if you're if you're okay with being wrong you'll be fine yeah. you'll recognize that the data is telling you something that you <laughs> didn't see but you got to be willing to be wrong and you got to be willing to be open if you are closed minded or if you only see certain, certain things a certain way or if you're allowing your pride or your ego to kind of dictate your moves yeah. then you can't yeah. see it and you won't find out until the pain is too deep and then once the pain hits you, then you're willing to listen or make an adjustment. And that, by that time, you've already gone through a lot of suffering. So I think it's through meditation, through having clarity, and through understanding that not one person knows all the answers. And yeah. I think when you can have that kind of openness, you allow other inputs to come in and come through that filter. But if you are, if you don't have that filter, if your filter's not clean, yeah. then your ego's all in the way. Man, you need to, you know, you gotta change the filters in your house at least twice a year. So you need to at least be changing your damn ego filter. Get that thing out <laughs> of there at least once a month.
0: Yeah. So so <laughs> yeah. how how does that, you know, into I feel like a lot of this intuition has been, you know, forged in a way by your experience. I mean, you said you've been in the space for years, right? I mean, both of you growing businesses, starting businesses, and then in the as a as a creator. So I'm, I'm guessing a lot of it has to do with experience gained. How does somebody that might not have that experience rely on their gut and know, you know, whether, oh, cool, I, I probably should follow this or maybe should they just tune in into somebody else's gut, right? Be like, okay, what is this person saying? Should I just follow uh, what they're doing? What is, what is a good plan of action in there for somebody, you know, maybe a few levels below?
2: Go ahead, Mario.
3: Oh, man. All right. <laughs> I was hoping you were going to go first. I mean, I gonna James <laughs> shaking his head
0: go ahead, like, go ahead, no. go ahead,
2: Go ahead. I'm, well, I'm yeah, about no, to, absolutely I'm not. I'm about to you jump in not, a
3: deep end on this one. Should go ahead. not
2: be paying attention to what anybody else is doing. Mm. Right? You got to you gotta figure out. Listen, Mark Twain said the two most important days in your life are the day you were born and the day you figure out why. So go figure out that last part. Mm. Right? Go figure out why you're here. And, you know, for me, it's totally different now than it was just a few years ago. I mean, I started, just like you guys, your business went down in the pandemic. I started the Parentpreneur Foundation in the middle of the pandemic. I just lost my, I had a job. I got fired right before uh, COVID started. My kids weren't vaccinated. I was virtual schooling my children. My daughter has really bad ADHD. was undiagnosed at the time. I was having a really hard time. Doing that and starting a foundation without any previous foundation experience. Mm. But the reason I was able to get that done, you know, I don't know if you heard the last episode mm. that we did when we, t- we talked about what investors are thinking before they write you a check. Mm. One of the people who talked there was Brad Feld. Brad Feld is OG venture capitalist, uh, founder of, co-founder of Techstars, super great human, really rich, very successful. Um, but we, we were talking about for him, what he what he cares about is he doesn't want to know what you're passionate about. He wants to know what your purpose is. Like, what are you obsessed about? Mm-hmm. And he's gonna invest in people who are obsessed. And the reason he's doing that is because, you know, when you start something new, things get hard, yeah. right? And we talked about this, Mario, in the last episode. Sometimes, you know, you put the dog food down, that's your idea, front of the dog, and the dog won't eat the food, right? So if the dog doesn't eat the food, you either gotta go make some new dog food, <laughs> or you gotta go find a different dog <laughs> to serve it to, right?
3: Yeah, if your but product you is dog food and nobody and no, dogs aren't eating it,
2: you got a yeah. you right? problem. So, or you but got if the you wrong don't have dog. that internal internal compass, that internal fire. Like Mario said it when he talked before. And that's why I was passing to you to start, Mario. But meditation is a good way. Like for me, I just wake up every morning and go to bed. I'm like, all right, God, tell me what to do today, and send me some people to help get it done. And for me, what that looks like is, you know, I go ride my bike regularly, keep clear my head, keep my thinking clean. Mm. I get inspired. And when I get that little unction, that little that inspiration, I'm like, all right, bam, that's my answer, and I just go do that, and I don't hesitate, I don't look back, mm. I don't think twice, and those things work out great for me. That's mm. just me, though. It's good. Yeah, um, I mean, I mean,
3: you know, you mentioned something that I want to make sure that people also don't get confused by it because it's easy when you start doing that when you do the comparison in the social comparison game and you're like, okay, but you're, but Mario, your starting line is different than my starting line. Like,
2: oh, child, you know, please. you've been doing
3: this experience. excuses. Yeah. So here's the thing, right? I didn't know anything of what I was doing when I was doing it. Here's the thing. I just told you, I'm a, I have allocated 20 to $25,000 in an ad spend for this other revenue generating product of ours. And I have not done ads. I don't know that space. Mm. I don't know what I'm doing. I know what I'm I list- know I'm, what I'm looking at. Yeah. I know the team I'm relying on. But I mean, full transparency, I'm looking at the team and I'm like, you guys aren't really doing a good job of convincing me, so I think we're going <laughs> to put everything on pause right now. Oh because we need to reassess everything. And that's not being an, an idiot or being mean. I'm a really, really nice guy, I mean it. I really am a nice guy. <laughs> I mean, James says so. <laughs> James says so of course the I'm gonna say I'm a nice guy, right? But, but, <laughs> nice but, guy. but at yeah. the end of the yeah. day, it's our business, it's money that we have to spend as wisely as mm-hmm. possible. And so I want to make sure that people aren't under this assumption of, well, you figured certain things out. Yes, after not knowing anything, We figured certain things out. This will be a new one that I'm figuring out in real time with you right now. Next week, I'll have a different answer for you than I have right now. So my point is you have to just go. The idea that we need to wait for something to be perfect does not exist. We all are fine knowing that as humans, we're flawed. And we all can can, – I have no problem asking a room full of people, do you feel like there's something that you can work on within yourself to be better? Absolutely. Whole stadium, there might be one Kanye in the building, it's like, nah, I'm, I'm, I'm a god, I'm a god, it's, it's done. Yeah, I am perfect. Um, but other than that, it's like everybody's hands go up, right? So yeah. if we know that we need to be worked on ourselves, why don't we hold our products and our ideas to the same accountability? We, we almost feel like we can't release something unless it's perfect, but yet we know we're not perfect and yeah. we can work on yeah. ourselves. So the point of all of that is to say, you have to go with what you know at that time there is no room for waiting there is no room for regret regret happens if you don't go Mm -hmm. or regret happens if you wait it too long to go and so if you know that you want to get for example in the podcast space make a damn demo stop talking about making it stop telling me what equipment you're going to go buy and all this other stuff you're waiting for the right pop filter you got to wait for you have the right money for the microphone forget can you just get with your people and actually record something so somebody can hear something
0: yep Absolutely. I think that the best actionable advice right there is just go do it, right? I mean, we were talking about shoot dog field night right there. Just do it right at the end of the day. Um, they, I think what you just explained also reflects a lot of the creative process, right? A lot of people, when they want to create content of some sort, and we just use the podcast as an example, they just get stuck in oh what am i gonna say how am i gonna say it how am i gonna create it right and they make it this massive thing that it becomes overwhelming and i i know this because That was me 100%, you know, ultra perfectionist.
1: Guys, I would be be so frustrated because like my my gut feeling, like I follow it, right? It's like, okay, we'll do this. And Fonzie has called me out many ways because there's like, bro, you've executed on like 10 steps and you like, we did not talk about this. And I'm like, okay, maybe I need to slow down maybe a little bit. What's the compromise for us as partners, as business partners, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Which is a whole different conversation. But also there was a stage where Fonzie just consumed content. 24-7 And it was very Frustrated to me As it was very Frustrated to him That I was just Going out and Executing right, right? So we It took a bunch Of conversations To find that Balance and I'm like okay What is the Commitment right And I think That's something That's very Important too On, on doing this So I don't yeah.
0: know I mean for reference The first podcast Brews and bros That we tried to do We had three Different cameras oh DSLRs That you know That they have Like a 20 minute Limit so <laughs> Most of them So we will be Recording and Halfway through the Recording it's like Okay you keep Talking I gotta go And turn it on again <laughs> right. so the, like, if, and then we had different audio audio inputs. The outputs yep. weren't going through the uh, cameras. So imagine the editing process of that thing, right? It yeah. was so Brutal. freaking overwhelming. And we were recording all that in a two-bedroom apartment, in, in my bedroom. We
1: call it the, the porn set. We call
0: it the porn set, When my girlfriend would come in. She would be like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, it's a podcast, baby. I promise, <laughs> it's, it's a great. podcast. Brutal. And, uh, you know, we recorded five episodes. And guess how many of those five we actually post produced <laughs> zero none zero, they, not even yeah one. not even one because as soon as i sat and i had all those files in front of me i was like damn uh, this is a yeah, lot yeah, you yeah, know yeah, right. and God, when God. we started continuous profit the first thing we said is like how do we make this thing, this thing frictionless so we just go and do it guess what we had a phone we had live facebook That's and it. we had herself. right so we just started talking and then eventually after episode 20 we're like cool, what else are we going to say? What about we bring some cool people into the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. And now we are on episode 282. Actually, it's like 300 and something published. Um, But it's because of that we remove the friction. And then it evolved after time. Now there's more steps. We do a little bit more. But we have more of the capacity and the resources to do so. And it all started because we just decided (laughs) to take that first step. And I I think it's it's pretty valuable, right? It's... It's so simple we we've mentioned it before it is simple but it's not easy right and the consistency part of it is a challenge because people can start it and then a week later they're like okay cool it didn't work right I didn't see the results that I wanted so what would you share what would you tell with uh, tell people about that consistency right how how do you uh, I'm guessing it goes hand in hand with Mark Twain and finding your why, finding your purpose, right? To stay consistent. But what have you found throughout your journey together, right? To stay consistent in the things that you you guys are doing.
2: Uh, You know, it's, you know, I mean, because this content is kind of natural for us, you know, look, we don't, you know, we're probably, we're not super organized when it comes to what we're going to talk about. We're like, we're gonna talk about this week, Mario. Like, but I was, last time I was like, "All right, I got some ideas. We're gonna put some stuff up in the mural board, and let's just have like a bunch of topics that we want to do coming up." But it's just, I feel like anytime we get on the phone and start talking about whatever, it's like a podcast episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously, we start talking and be like, "All right, all right, save that, save that, save that," because that's that's just how we that's just how we yeah. roll. So. Yeah, for for us, it's got for
3: us I guess it's a little bit it's it is a little natural, but it's natural because we know, like you said, we know the lane that we're in, yeah and we mm-hmm. and we're constantly already looking for stories and we're paying attention to things in our communities and you're executing right
1: on a day in day out. Right. Plus we're doing it. Right. You guys are doing it.
3: And and we're actually doing it. We're not like podcasters talking about it. We're actually like living these businesses and living these things that we're building. Mm -hmm. And so not only are we active practitioners, we're also curators. And I think that that kind of really helps, but I do want structure because I just know like for right now, and, and he's hearing this for the first time, this is how transparent we get. Like, it's it's about to hit fatigue for me to come up with with topics because this is why I like recording in batches yeah. and no you know, I agree I, I agree I like, with you, bro. I like leaving some time and but life has happened on yeah. both ends mostly totally. on my end that's really not enabled us to yeah, record you, you in some batches did your TEDx
2: talk right so you were you were busy with TED your TEDx talk mm.
3: yeah I mean I was out but, of pocket and for yeah. for a couple of different things and so so but the fact that we can share a Google Doc. The fact that we can quickly communicate like, hey, what about these ideas? What do we think? And then we can kind of like hit back. Hey, I saw this stat or hey, take a look at this article. Tell me what you think. Maybe this is something we can riff off of. And then we also try to look for that frictionless piece too. Is there a guest that we could bring on that would help with this? Or are there people in our communities where we could send out a video ask? We use the video ask platform to send out requests um, from our community to get their voices onto the podcast so we'll mm. put out a question be like hey what are you struggling with right now and then we'll get some answers from that and that will give us content from our audience that we yep. can now put to the podcast that we can actually react to which ends up being great content now we have to think about we can't just be like jibber jab. We gotta have takeaways. We yeah. have to have structure. Yeah. But this yeah. is one of the reasons why our next move is to get a producer. I love um, it. to be mm-hmm. on the show because it with the show, because then we'll have a little bit more structure and someone focused on coming yeah. to us with pitch ideas and statistics and great guests and things yeah. of that nature. Absolutely. I, I bet
2: man. you a I bet you a quarter that producer is not gonna be as good as us as coming out with ideas. You, well, you know, if
3: you if you start from that point, James, <laughs> uh, I love it.
2: I love it. What, I'm what, just what, saying. I'm just saying we're dope. Let's let them, prove, let's do, let them prove themselves. Let's see. Let's see. I'm just saying we're dope at it. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> hey, we're, that, we're dope.
0: It, it, it's always challenged to hand certain things off. That is for sure. Uh, when we first got our our first video at all, we I was like so reluctant because I was doing all the editing. But it got to the point where I was burned out. I was like, man, I cannot take on because I was not just doing our content, but I was doing our clients' content too. So I was oh, yeah, like, dude, I cannot yeah. keep doing this. But then when I when it was time to hand it out, I was like, I don't really want to hand it out either because I don't know how <laughs> if they're going to do it that good. Right. But it's part of the process. And you got to totally. it's an investment because it's not just going to be money, but it's going to be part of your time teaching them right. and, you know, sharing what's in your head so they can produce it the right way. And I, I know my brother has something to say here and we're close on time, but I just want to make a quick uh, remark, kind of tie A few ideas that I've had in my head, actually, since we started talking, you know, I just saw a a video of this, this guy, he was the first YouTube liaison, I think it's called the YouTube creator liaison, something like that. And, you know, he talked to hundreds of creators and he noticed that the average lifespan of a creator is between five and seven years. Right. And I found that very interesting because, you know, today we've talked about consistency creating. Right. Like uh, that the purpose. And I saw another video a long time ago that the guy was saying, hey, when it, everything changed for me is when I was creating from an intrinsic place. Right. What is the content that I want to create? Like what excites me? What is that thing that I want to share with the world, regardless of what people are telling me on the outside? And, you know, I th- I feel like if we match those two why is the lifespan of creators five to seven years? I think it's because a lot of them are just created extrinsically, right? Like, oh, cool. Like, how can I create to appeal to a certain crowd or group of people when instead is how do I create something that I'm going to love, that I'm going to be inspired for, that is going to attract the people that is just going to keep feeding me that motivation to keep creating, right? So I just wanted to put those, those points in there because – I see that in you guys. I see the two of you enjoying the process. I mean, Mario has been a creator for, he, he, he you know, kicked that five to seven year stat to the curb, yeah, yep. but, but I find that amazing and I, I can tell, right? I mean, from the, your podcast and now from having our conversation together that you guys are freaking enjoying this process, right? Like the banter between the two of you, all these things you're creating intrinsically, And I think you guys are bringing an aspect of community as well to it, which is absolutely amazing.
1: Guys, we have a we have a hashtag on the show ca- called uh, choke the mic. So Fonse just choke the mic. I've been like putting it here, and here like ten minutes ago. We should wrap up the show. Just saying, uh, just to wrap up, right? Like uh, as we end the show, this has been so fun and so entertaining. Right? We could potentially mm-hmm. do that twenty four hour marathon that we talked uh, offline.
0: Hey, we, but, we're gonna leave it on the table right there, you know?
1: We talked about containers, right? On like what to do, what to say, like how do you like actually plan all these things? But the last question of the show, probably our favorite one, right? Like, where will you be if you did not publish?
2: He'll be sitting right there doing what he does all the time. I've seen him too many times in that spot right there, doing his thing. But where would I be if entrepreneur- I didn't
3: publish? If you uh huh, if you, you did not publish
2: the podcast, you mean?
3: Just uh, like it, create in, in, in creating in it throughout his life, you know, in general. Oh,
0: yeah. oh, yeah. What if you wouldn't get a mic? You know, start spe- public speaking.
3: I'd be, and no disrespect, but. I'd be working in some nine to five, hating my damn life, pissed off, living for the weekends. Just putting mm. me in a casket already. Damn. <laughs> if That's I didn't hit publish, the, the inside of me would be, would be, if you're being straight up honest, right? Like the mm-hmm. inside would be in such turmoil that I didn't figure mm. it out, that I didn't do it. And there would be so much regret that it would start to manifest in other negative energy, and so, and then I would always have something to blame. I would always have somebody else's was the problem, or the reason why I wasn't able to ever pop or do my thing was because of some other reason. It would always be something else, yeah. and so, really, what it would be, it would be, it would be a lot of suffering.
0: Mm. Yeah. That's powerful. Th- what, th- what about you, James?
2: Well, it's a little different for me because, as Mario said earlier, like this is new for me. So, like I have my my foundation and I have a new startup that I'm launching, which, you know, just, we got some amazing news coming down the pike about that. Um, I would be doing that stuff. You know, I'll be writing another book and we're building my community, yeah. but you know, I'm, I'm thankful to be doing this creative work and, and you know, we were intentional about making sure we did it in a way where it made sense. Like we were, you know, the days of build it and they will come, those days are gone. Like we don't have time. He's too busy. I'm too busy. We too grown and sexy for that. <laughs> we ain't got time for that.
3: Just, uh, I really yeah, just yeah, think no. that ultimately that's a great question because that's the one that can really kick people into action. And, you know, the thing is, like, when you aren't doing what you feel you should be doing, there is friction. You can try to avoid it. Mm-hmm. You can try to deny it. Yeah. You can try to act like it's not there. But, you know, damn well. What would really be driving you? But you're afraid, oh, man, I got these bills. I got this quality of life or I got these obligations. I got to stop telling me those things. Tell me how we're going to try to get to. Well, what if you did something on the part time side? What if you did a project? What yeah, if you yeah. met, what if you found a mentor? What if you know what I mean? Like there's yep. so many answers now um, to that. It's really all within you. So the question really comes down to, well, how much suffering are you willing to do? Are you <laughs> willing to suffer? Until you make the change or you're willing to try to like, you know, go do, go do it and, and try to defeat the suffering that's, that you're in.
1: I love it. If, If you're listening right now, thank you guys so much for, for hanging out. And, uh, I think I froze maybe in the video. Oh. They
0: just hopped out.
2: Oh, and I can't hear your your audio out. I, I just muted myself. Oh, I there just you muted go. Myself.
0: Oh no, it dropped <laughs> us out completely. <laughs> well,
2: guys, we can, right, can so you hear so us? We're man. running the biz, bro. <laughs> so we're running the biz, bro. podcast. podcast. So so man, yo, I'm, Louis, business, I'm Luis. I'm taking that, this and it, off, and I'm Luis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Luis.
0: Oh Luis. man, the and
2: Luis right, <laughs> right We lost we lost the
0: signal over here, guys. Well, we got James and Mario still on the screen, and they are crushing it. They just took over the podcast. I speak a little
2: Spanish, but I don't know. You speak a little um, Spanish, a little yeah, bit. I don't with. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, Where was this was so good. Oh, you no, see no, us taking over the so show. So you but, took over the show. Did you see that? Well,
0: I love it. Yeah, yeah. We, we we could still see you guys and hear you. You guys absolutely <laughs> crush it. I don't know. I, 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 I was expecting it. a bit of salsa dancing and whatnot, but we know you guys are part of the the crew and the family. <laughs> uh because you guys just took over this thing, man. I really appreciate that.
3: Yeah, love it, with I love that it. said,
1: thank you so much for tuning to the Contest <laughs> Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite platforms
0: and on social media at Bez Brosco. That is right. And if James and Mario are here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star
3: review. See ya. Bye, guys. Let's go.